This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hello Bello. It's always a struggle when you're shopping as a mom to have to choose between what's best for your baby and what's best for your budget. Of course, we want the best of the best for our babies, especially when it comes to products that you're going to be putting directly on their skin, but we also don't want to break the bank account at the same time. This is exactly why Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard co-founded Hello Bello, which is built on the simple idea that all babies deserve the best, which is why they offer premium baby products at affordable prices. Their diaper bundling service lets you choose from a ton of fun designs with new designs being released every season. The lovely people at Hello Bello wanted to give the Mom Room podcast listeners a discount. So right now, if you go to hellobello.ca and use the promo code THEMOMROOM at checkout, you'll get 25% off your diaper bundle order. That's a huge bang for your buck and a lot of potential blowouts saved. That's hellobello.ca with the promo code THEMOMROOM to start bundling with 25% off your first order. With their bundling service, you will get seven packs of diapers, four packs of plant-based wipes, and one free full-size product with your first order. Plus, you can get 15% off any add-ons like bubble bath, lotion, shampoo, hair detangler, and I always get asked what we put in Milo's hair because his hair is fabulous, and that is what we put in, the Hello Bello hair detangler. You guys will love their products, so don't forget, it's hellobello.ca with the promo code THEMOMROOM. Welcome to Tuesday, even though it's Monday. It's funny that I'm doing this episode today because I especially today am struggling with being productive or feeling like I have a purpose in life. I'm just all over the place. Sometimes I feel like when I have so many things going on and a million different things I could be doing that I just freeze and I'm in this state of half-ass doing multiple things. So anyways, it's funny that this is the topic today, but the topic is how do you do it all? I received a message on Instagram last week and it was such a good question and I think we all look at other people on social media and think the same thing, whether it be about the amount of content they're putting out, how clean and organized their house is, the kinds of food that they make, prepare, and serve their family, how put together they look, you know? I think we all have certain things that we prioritize and that is what comes forth on social media comes forth is that does that even make sense so I will read the comment before I get into other questions that people had uh, around the same topic so the initial question was first of all no judgment here but how do you do it all and right off the bat I think it's so interesting that it started with no judgment 
Now, if this question was posed to a man, there is no way that it would start with no judgment because when a woman is really productive, whether that be, so in my case, I think it is with regard to the amount of content that I put out. So like the podcast, the TikToks, the Instagram stories. So right away, it's like no judgment because if you're that productive, clearly other parts of your life are lacking. And the most obvious part would be something to do with Milo. So I'm not, you know, interacting enough with him. I don't spend enough time with him, whatever it might be. And I totally get it. Um, But it's just interesting. My husband works full time. He's on call all the time super busy hours as a physician and I don't think anyone would be like wow you are so good at your job like you do so much but first of all no judgment like that would never happen so that was interesting to me um anyways then it goes on to say do you ever have mom guilt of being on your phone and trying to entertain your child Do you do less viewing and more creating? And that's how you get away with being so active on social media. So I will stop it right there again. And I will just say, I definitely have mom guilt when it comes to all kinds of different things. Um, Some things are more rational than others. For the most part, mom guilt is not rational and... I know that what's happening is fine and it's actually in some cases beneficial for Milo. For example, independent play. Uh, I have a hard time just letting him play independently. Sometimes I literally go and sit next to him and try and like engage and be involved and he pushes me away like, would you get out of my way, lady? I'm trying to play. So yes, I have mom guilt. If I'm on my phone when Milo is home, he's usually doing something else. And as soon as he approaches me, I will put my phone down unless I'm in the middle of, you know, writing a story or something. I'll just quickly finish or I'll put my phone down and I'll finish it after. And in my mind, I'm like, well, if that gets deleted, then oh well. Something that she guessed that is 100% correct is that I do not consume social media content. And that means I am just not mindlessly scrolling social media ever. I am on there with a purpose. So the only time I would say I'm mindlessly watching is before bed. Sometimes I will watch a good chunk of TikToks and that is part of me relaxing. That is part of me getting ideas for myself for future TikToks. It's part of me saving different audios that I want to use in the future, learning what the trends are. Um, So it is with a purpose, but at the same time, it's super entertaining for me and it's relaxing. So that's usually in the evenings before bed when I'm upstairs in bed by myself. Um, Instagram, I do not scroll at all. Sometimes I go to the the page that's kind of been curated for you and I'll scroll through there because they often have mental health stuff, um, pregnancy stuff, mom stuff. And so that's, you know, if you see me share posts on my stories, it's usually something that I've just pulled from there quickly. Um, Other than that, I will share things. There's like honest to God, there's three accounts that I watch their stories regularly. And that is The Bird's Papaya, Veganish Mama, and Kale and Crunches. 
I would say last summer I consumed a lot more people's content with regard to stories for sure. I was constantly watching Jillian Harris and Kat and Nat, um, but that's really died down because I just don't have the time. Um, so those are the three accounts that I watch their stories every day almost. I also do a lot of podcast listening, like a lot, because I drive Milo to daycare and I pick him up almost every day. And the drive there is 25 minutes. So if you think about that, in one day, I'm driving for almost two hours. So that time, unless Milo's being a little butt and wants to listen to Toy Story, I am listening to a podcast. And sometimes I feel guilty that I'm not fully interacting with him. But at the same time, I think, you know, like he, he we're sitting in the car. Like I don't, I always have this urge, like I need to entertain him and be a clown constantly. So sometimes halfway home, I will turn off the podcast, uh, turn off the music, and I'll just talk to him and like point things out outside or we watch the stoplights go from green to red and we point out the colors. But that's not every day. So for the most part, I am listening to a podcast in the car. And to be honest, I get a lot of ideas and a lot of thinking done in the car listening to podcasts. You would be surprised. So definitely I am not what I would call a consumer of social media at all. Um, Lately I've been going on Pinterest to get ideas for meal planning and for branding because I want to come out with a new website soon. Um, But that again, it's very intentional and it's not just mindlessly scrolling through Pinterest. Um, So then the comment goes on to say, I know you have a podcast and I used to be a recording artist and I'm trying to find time and a way to get back into it. As soon as I pick up my phone, one of my children are on me, making it impossible to write or create marketing content for myself. I feel spread so thin with my three, two and one year old looking for words of motivation from a mama that seems to have it all together. Right off the bat, I will say, wow, a three, a two, and a one-year-old is next level. The three-year-old may be more independent than the other two, but just up until recently, Milo took all of my attention, always. He is, what, almost two and a half years old now? And just recently, I've noticed a big shift in him being way more independent and wanting to play on his own with his toys uh, and also not at that age where he's constantly in danger of hurting himself. So, you know, on Saturday morning, I can sit at the island and make a grocery list or plan meals. Um, It's which like that never happened before because it was constantly just watching Milo, entertaining Milo, playing with Milo. Um, So things are definitely changing nowadays. So, yes, if if I had a two and a one year old at home, like I, I don't think I would be productive at all. And Another huge point is that Milo is in daycare. So during quarantine last year, which started in March for us and lasted till about June or July, March, April, May, June, July, August, I'm not sure. It it seemed like forever. But so we were in quarantine and that is when I really started to 
produce more content, especially on TikTok and gain a following on there, which translated into more of a following on Instagram. And I started the podcast. So for a while, it was a struggle because I was doing most things during his nap time or after hours. Um, I would record my interviews with people in the evenings, in my closet, (laughs) which is hilarious. Uh, But that's what I did to start out. And now that things are more back to normal because Milo is going to daycare full time, I have a lot more time to put into the podcast and into and social media and writing and, you know, emails and all this stuff takes up so much time. And I wouldn't be able to put so much into it if Milo was at home. That is for sure. So the overarching question is how do you do it all? And I would have to say that I don't. Like there are so many things that I wish I put more time and effort into, but I just can't because I have to prioritize. So right now doing the podcast and doing social media stuff is a priority during the day while Milo is at school. Um, I wish I was doing way more house stuff. I want my house to look way nicer than it looks right now. I want it to be cleaner. I want it to be more organized, but I don't have time to do it, time or energy to do it. Um, I want to do more stuff with Milo all the time. I want to do more stuff with my friends, with my family all the time. I want to do more stuff with my husband and have our relationship be the best it can possibly be and, you know, communicating all the time and having date nights and all that stuff that people talk about. Um, I want to do way more self-interest stuff. I wish I could listen to podcasts more and read more and watch documentaries and have conversations with people. Um, I want to do physical activity. Um, I That is something that I always put on the back burner and I don't put ahead of other stuff. I used to when it was school on the line. I would go to yoga almost every single day. Um, and now quarantine obviously doesn't make that easier, but I could be doing stuff at home and I don't. Um, I do, but not as much as I should or I wish that I would do. Um, Also nutrition stuff. I'm trying to get back on track with eating healthy, um, figuring out like the gluten and the dairy stuff and all that stuff takes time because you need to look up recipes. You need to make an effort to buy certain products and to actually prepare foods ahead of time so you're not just grabbing whatever's there because that is what I used to do like two weeks ago. I would just wait until I'm so hungry because I'm so focused on work that I don't worry about eating and then I'm so hungry I just go in the kitchen and eat whatever's there. Um, usually gluten and dairy filled stuff. This episode is supported by Puddles and Play. Puddles and Play was founded by a Canadian mom that was always on the hunt for high quality toys. All the products are professionally crafted by local small businesses that specialize in quality children's toys. All the toys are made with solid wood. They're fully sanded and painted with non-toxic oils and paints, with 10% of all purchases being donated to CHEO, which is the Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario. I actually used to work there. It's probably a good idea to invest in some indoor toys like indoor climbers, you know, those things that are shaped like a triangle and made out of wood. 
wooden puzzles, magnetic trains. You have to check out their website. They have a really cute thing called a wobble board and also a rainbow rocker. We recently ordered Milo their multi-fold climber and I cannot wait to get it. I think he is going to love it. Puddles and Play ships anywhere in Canada and some products are able to be shipped to the U.S. They are giving the Mom Room podcast listeners a 15% discount when you use the code THEMOMROOM at www.puddlesandplay.ca. You can find them on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook at puddlesandplay.ca. And remember, it is promo code THEMOMROOM for 15% off your purchase. Check out the episode notes for more details. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. So yes, I am doing a lot when it comes to the podcast. It is very time consuming. All the administrative stuff behind it, the recording, the editing, getting the episode notes already, that is very time consuming. And then I'm doing the stories and the Instagram posts and the TikToks. And that is my focus. So that is the content that I'm putting out there. Um, You know, it's the same as someone whose job has to do with nutrition or, you know, creating recipes. Their social media is full of food stuff and that is the kind of content that they are putting out there. Other people are, you know, personal trainers, so they have all their personal training and exercise content that they are putting out there. My content happens to be my messy life. Uh, I don't have that many special things to share, like other than my thoughts. Um, So it's very easy for me to put content out when it's literally just snippets of our everyday life. And then I'm an overthinker. So I think about things a lot. I'll hear something on a podcast or see something on Instagram and I think about it in a different way or I think about it, you know, with regard to like moms um, and motherhood. And so I will just put those thoughts out there and that is my content. I also recycle content into TikToks because sometimes it is really easy to take a thought or a post or something that happened that day and turn it into a 15 second TikTok. 
I always say that I am kind of flying by the seat of my pants and I really am. I know like I'm trying to get better and plan out my days and time batch but I'm really not very good at sticking to a schedule at all Um, and I think it comes from being in grad school for so long and working independently so much. Uh, I am used to doing what I want to do in that moment so if I feel like cleaning the bathroom top to bottom then that's what I'm going to put my energy towards instead of sitting at my desk and suffering through writing a blog post so I try and just go with what I feel like doing throughout the day and sometimes that is creating a lot of content and sometimes it's not and it's more like doing laundry and you know making dinner I wish I was more organized in that, you know, I'm posting one blog post every night on Sunday night. I'm putting out, you know, a podcast on Tuesdays and Fridays. I'm making one post on Instagram per evening with like a good caption. I'm going to, you know, put this out and this out and TikTok three times a day. Like I wish I was very structured, but I'm not. I just kind of go with the flow and as I create stuff, I just kind of put it out. I have no schedule. Some people asked about motivation and I will say that most days I'm very motivated to get stuff done. But for example, I will have days like today where I have so many things that I want to get done, but I just can't get into any of them for some reason. And I'm really not one to force myself to try and get something done because I feel like the quality won't be there. So I just wait until I have the motivation to do it. And sometimes that has to do with needing to recharge my batteries. If I am exhausted, I had a little bit of a stressful weekend, I have my period, whatever it is, um, I just don't feel like writing. I don't feel like focusing. I don't feel like trying to figure out my stupid website and domain names and all this bullshit. So I'm just going to do other stuff. I'll read the book for the book club. I will, you know, get ready for a podcast recording I have on Wednesday. I'll just do things that I want to do but are still productive and need to be done at some point. Someone asked a question about quality time with my husband and if I find that is mostly spent on our phones in the evening. And in quarantine, it's been hard because I feel like we're just in a routine. It's like Groundhog Day every day. I wake up, take my little daycare, come home, I do my work, my husband's already left for work. My husband comes home, I pick up Milo, we have dinner, like we play and then it's bath time and then it's bedtime and it's like, it's literally Groundhog Day. As soon as we put Milo down, I come downstairs, I rinse the sippy cup, my husband goes down, he takes a shower, he comes back up, I'm on the couch, I have, you know, a glass of water and my phone and it's like literally the exact same thing every day, unless Milo decides to not sleep, but that gives us some excitement. Um, yeah, so I started to notice that we do like he'll watch the news and I'm like on my phone. So we will make an effort to pick things out to watch together and to lay down together. uh, Or he sometimes I try and get him to rub my feet. 
sometimes I'm successful, sometimes I'm not. Um, but yeah, we do try to make a point to put our phones down and to, you know, pay attention to spending time together. I did try and use the Gottman app, which is basically a bunch of different topics of questions that you and your partner can go through and talk about. And so we did that one night and it was pretty hilarious because he would ask me one simple question and I would go on talking for a half hour and then I would ask him a question and he'd be like, hmm, I don't know, I guess change out the light, the lights in the kitchen, you know, like the most simple answer. So he's not like a super talker like I am. Um, But yeah, we need, we should do that again because it was actually pretty good. I will put the information for that app in the episode notes if you want to check it out. Um, So yeah, quality time is difficult in pandemic life. Um, Clearly, we don't have people coming to visit. My mom doesn't come and watch Milo so we can go out. It's just very different and I think the biggest thing is communicating with each other and also being respectful. I think that goes a long way and also acknowledging like if something happens to acknowledge it in the moment or very shortly after. Um, Like I snapped at my husband the other day. We were stressed trying to get Milo's friggin sleep sack on. Uh, Milo was being like a terror and I snapped at my husband and then I I quickly like caught myself and apologized and explained why I was so stressed. But yeah, there is definitely more so of a struggle with regard to quality time with my husband for sure. Um, there's also, you know, like we can't go and do fun things on the weekend we, well, especially lately, it's been like minus 20 outside and it's not enjoyable for anyone to go play outside. Um, But like we can't go to museums. We can't go to the library. We can't take Milo swimming. We can't go get ice cream. We can't, it's just very monotonous, I would say. You know, weekends still go by really fast because they are busy with a toddler. But I know that we both miss taking Milo places and just seeing him be excited and both of us are excited. And there's just those moments that you have um, in regular life that are less, uh, you know, they're not happening as much when you're just staying at home all the time watching Shrek. Somebody asked me how much I sleep at night and I would say it's around seven or eight hours every night. I'm probably asleep by 11 most nights and I set my alarm for 6.15 or 6.30 and Milo typically gets up around 7. So that is my routine. I find if I sleep too much, I'm really groggy the next day and it's like a vicious cycle. I just want to keep sleeping. So I think seven hours or seven to eight hours is my sweet spot for sleep. To end this episode, I will just say that I don't do it all at all and there's so much more that I wish I could be doing, but I have to prioritize. And right now, the priority is the podcast and social media stuff. 
um, because that is technically my job right now, which was not something I would have expected a year ago, but that's just what happened. I hate the saying that women can have it all because while we can have a career and a family, that does not mean we can have it all and it has this positive spin to it, but it's not positive. Many women are drowning. We don't take care of ourselves like we should. Uh, We have extreme guilt no matter what we choose, if we choose to stay home, if we choose to go to work. I can't think of the term right now, but someone was talking about how there was a major shift in society in that women started working full-time careers um, when, you know, before they were doing most of the stuff at home. And while they have taken on full-time careers, there hasn't been as much of a shift when it comes to their partners taking on more stuff at home. So now instead of women working full-time careers and then them and their partners splitting the home tasks 50-50, the women are still taking on most of the home tasks and the mental load of children Uh, and working full-time as well. So the whole like women can have it all thing just bothers me because it makes it sound like we should be doing it all and we should be happy about that. It's like, no, we don't want to do it all. We would like to do some of it and we would like to not neglect ourselves at the same time. Anywho, speaking of doing it all, I'm gonna go make dinner. Well, I'm just throwing some rice and chicken in a crock pot, but still. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. You could even send it to a friend and be like, friend, go and listen to this podcast. And your friend will thank you and I will thank you. I truly hope your children sleep tonight. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. <laughs> well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship yeah, topics. like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us come out. Come check us out. Brought to you by The Laughing Couple Podcast. Ha <laughs>